Hello, everyone. Welcome to Industry Focus, the podcast that dives into a different sector of the stock market every day. You are listening to um, Unedition, taped today on Thursday, May 25th, 2017. My name is Gabby LaPera, and joining me in the studio is um, everyone. <laughs> hey, guys. Hello. Hey, Gabby. How's it going? Hey. Uh, so just in case you haven't figured it out yet, I'm here with all of the industry focus hosts, and I am really excited about that. But before we start, I just wanted to um, say that you guys are likely listening to this on Memorial Day, um, because that's when the show is going to go out. So we wanted to take a second to remember all of those who have died while serving our country. Thank you. Okay, so just a warning, this definitely isn't going to be a normal stock-based show. We normally actually don't do any shows on national holidays, but kind of wanted to try something new and thought that this was the perfect opportunity. Um, So we get questions about the show all the time, so we thought that we'd kind of lift back the curtain a little bit so you can get an idea of what we're like. Uh, That being said, if you're not interested in what we're like, leave. Don't listen to this show. It's not for you. Yeah, if you're looking for stock advice, that's not going to be this one. No, maybe other advice. I don't know. I don't know what. I'm sure no, we're full if, of advice. If if you want any intelligent insights, leave now. <laughs> I'm personally short the cast of Industry Focus. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm pretty bullish. Um, okay, so just to kick things off, I'm gonna say something that I say literally every time this happens. I am so pumped to be in the studio with like real live human beings and not be talking to a disembodied voice in the cloud. I can see your facial expressions. <laughs> Sean can't relate to that because he does the show with Taylor in studio every all the week. Time. I've done so two. Lucky. I've done two, sh- two or three shows where people called in. I was not a fan. Yeah, it's kind of a tough thing to learn. I mean, I do the show pretty much every week with Todd Campbell, who was calling in every single time. And I remember the first time that I ever had him in the studio. He was here for the writers' conference. I was pumped. Like I just had this stupid, giddy expression on my face the whole time, which I'll probably also have today because I get to look around the table and see people. It's nice. And you can pick up on social cues and body language, and actually know when someone's done saying what they're going to say. <laughs> You're not, not cutting each other off. Sorry, like we just did. <laughs> That's perfect. And, and not just taking like a big deep breath because sometimes that happens and I start talking and I'm like, oh, oh no, you had so much more. Just, oh, okay. Just going to hide in the background now. <laughs> um, so it's actually really funny because when we were planning today, uh, everyone kind of had a story that they wanted to tell. And some of them were about how great it is to work the fool. Other stories were more about what doing the podcast is like. Um, and I think that we can kind of just move through those in a free flowing conversation type. Do we use body cues to know when to go or not? Um, I can call on you each one at a time, or I can start saying something and you guys can hop in. I think that's what we should do. If it, I can see if, it, you. if it gets really bad, we can raise our hands. Okay. Yes. I, mean, I know during the planning. Hold on, meeting, everybody, I, pull up Slack. Come on. <laughs> I suggested that we actually pass around a like a speaking stick or something. Oh my gosh. And that got shot down pretty quickly. <laughs> but maybe you were right. Um, so no, I I really love the fool. I really love working here. Um, I think that the thing that makes the fool so special is that. I get to work with really kind and intelligent people, um, and I've worked in a lot of different places, and it's kind of always pick one, not both. And it's it's just really nice to work with people that you actually A, like, and B, respect, because you think they actually know what they're talking about. These are efficient, awesome human beings. Yeah, anytime I am in an interview with you know interns or something like that, and they ask what the fool is like, I describe it as an environment where everyone that you're working with, you know, when you're in conference room kind of kind of uh, working through something you're with everyone that led a project group in college it, it is that like all right I'm gonna get this done because someone needs to get it done the person except you're in a room full of them so a lot of things actually wind up getting done it's it's a very enterprising and, and kind of fun group of people to work with definitely 
Um, and I know Christine um, wanted to say something, and I'm just going to remind you, which is that we all do different jobs here. Like, I think a lot of people think that podcasting is our only job, and it's definitely not. Yeah, we're kind of the inverse of like a NPR type podcast where you have an entire team that's just devoted to one show, and that's you know ten people's full time job. I actually don't really know if that's how NPR works, but that's how I imagine it. Just because their shows sound so polished, and you can tell that there's a ridiculous amount of research and production that goes into it. We do things kind of differently, where we all wear a lot of different hats. You know, in addition to the podcast, I also do a lot of marketing, and I mean, we could literally go around in a circle. And the things that we do outside of the podcast are all different. Shall we? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Starting with Sean. I'm, a- I'm actually the gourmet chef in the new kitchen down on the second floor. Okay. <laughs> Explains those smells. Yeah, that's right. Think avocado and everything. Um, the uh, gosh, what do I do? We got the round tables. That's oh boy. That it took me a while to adapt to that. Um, so, just for context, Roundtable, yeah. that's when we get a bunch of different fool.com writers to all contribute to the same article and compile it as you know different perspectives, or everybody picks a stock to talk about, and Sean heads up that process. Yeah, so um, we put out um, over 100 articles a month that have multiple authors, which is how you know, I would define Roundtables, and um, it's, uh, it's fun corralling these things. Uh, one of our uh, writers, uh, Jason Hall, is like, oh yeah, it's like herding cats, and I'm like, oh my god, Jason. We love our writers. Professional herders. We love our yeah. writers. They're great, but sometimes it can be like herding cats because I mean, they're all <laughs> external. I mean, I think this is another common misperception. People is that have different our writers, schedules. Yeah, is that our writers all are in house? But actually, the vast majority of the articles are written by people that are external to HQ. Yeah. I think that really gives them a very interesting perspective too, because we have guys from who live all over the world. I think most of them are in the states, but we have a guy in Costa Rica, in Taiwan, um, and it's just really cool to to hear some of their experiences and how you know just where they can be can change you know their coverage areas and and what they're interested in. Yeah. Also, Vince, what do you do? Uh, so besides <laughs> us all being on the uh, you know the broad editorial team and what that comes with in terms of working with writers, curating the content on Fool.com. Uh, I do a lot of data stuff. So my previous job in investment banking, um, if you're familiar with the industry, you spend a lot of time in PowerPoint and in Excel. Uh, you know, putting together uh, models, working on these databases, huge files. I used to joke about how. The biggest Excel file I've ever had was well over 100 megabytes. So hitting save was basically a go to the bathroom or go get a coffee moment. <laughs> and uh, I'm trying to replicate that here in that you know creating some you know standard resources I guess for our team so we can look at you know, the way, how our articles perform and and what topics are popular and trending, what our readers want to know. Looking at that in a more uh, qualitative or quantitative basis, uh, and you know just going from there I guess. Awesome, Dylan. Uh, in addition to standard editorial work, I wind up doing a lot of stuff on the biz dev and distribution side. And so some of that takes the form of social media strategy. I was actually just in here earlier uh, overseeing a Facebook Live of the Market Foolery podcast for, I guess that was today's Thursday, right? Yes. So that was the 525 <laughs> episode. Um, so some of that, and then also just kind of looking for new distribution opportunities for our fool.com content. Yeah. And I also wear a lot of different hats, just like everyone else in here. I kind of run our editorial calendar. I do some search engine optimization stuff. And one thing that I'm super passionate about is process improvement. So I'm always in process creation. <laughs> so I'm always kind of looking for that next spreadsheet to optimize and that next that next project that'll get us just a little bit more efficiency. 
You're the um, one that keeps things tidy in editorial, for sure. I, I am. I eat physically tidy, too. Like I will clean up the tables in editorial because they drive me nuts. We, we have a lot of sprawling coworkers, <laughs> myself included. And a lot of stray food. There's, there's, there's a lot of food that comes oh around gosh. through the pool. A lot of people bring in stuff, and it's great. But They all bring also... it to editorial, too. There are yeah. 300 people in this building, and it, all the food just comes to us. I feel yeah. like the, the table that is right behind my desk is, like, calorie central. Oh, I <laughs> right now, it's so bad, because there's, like, this box of maple cookies, and I have to keep closing Sorry. it, because it smells just like pure sugar. And I'm like, you know what I want? I want a cookie, and I just want a cookie all day, and then I eat like eighteen cookies. Who sent us a bunch of peeps last month? Was that Klein? We've had that from one of our writers as well, Dan Klein. Who has sent us? I mean, that must have been like a hundred peeps. So many peeps. He also sent us a huge box of Haribo candies. It's all like, different kinds. Sounds very disaffected because <laughs> it, it, at a point it gets to be awful because you don't want it, but it's there. And we also stop. have some really good, essentially, pastry chefs or bakers or whatever you want to call them in terms of cakes and pies. People bring things in and... Uh, you know Chris Hill from Market Foolery with his donuts all the time. Dunkin' Donuts. Every time I come yeah. into the studio on Fridays, there's a box of Munchkins just sitting there from the Motley Fool Money production oh. meeting, and I'm like, Chris, come on, man, I'm doing like a slow carb diet. Like you, you can't just leave these out here. Several Those of us. Blueberry ones are so good. Are doing a low carb diet. Yeah, it makes buddy. It extra hard <laughs> when there's such good food laying around. Wait a minute, is everybody here doing it but me? No, well, no, three Not of it. us. Not three of Gabby, us. Vince, and actually Austin behind the glass oh. is awesome. Oh. Austin, what's your experience been like so far? It's brutal. But I've, lost, <laughs> I've lost almost 20 pounds in the last three weeks. So. Oh, wow. Holy yeah. moly. That's impressive. And, wow. and, and maybe for people that don't know, uh, slow-carb diet or low-carb diet, it is very meat, uh, protein, But it's veggie, not paleo, legume. right? It's, I think it's an no. adaptation on paleo. Yeah. Because you, you're allowed to have same. beans. You're allowed to have beans, but oh, no wow. dairy. <laughs> no dairy, no fruit, no grains. No Austin, uh, let me ask you, what is the one thing that you have missed the most in terms of this diet that you can't eat? Uh, just sugar in general. Just <laughs> soda, soda, candy, anything. I'm going to start torturing you and leave Skittles all over the studio. <laughs> so I think as an observer of this diet, the thing that I get the biggest kick out of, other than watching you guys struggle to not eat maple cookies, <laughs> is that you all, I think all of you, the way you're doing it, have a cheat day where you can just go hard on the foods that you've been missing. And hearing you guys talk about your cheat day like the day after, the next time that I get to talk to you, is just hilarious. I want to be clear on something with the cheat day. The cheat day is something that is prescribed by Tim Ferriss in The 4-Hour Body. This is not something that we created as <laughs> as an out to indulge <laughs> yeah. ourselves. I mean, I'm a huge Tim Ferriss fan, so I, I completely agree that is built into this diet, but it's still hilarious. My is, this, is this cheat day like a Greek festival where there's wine and craziness? What you, last, you want to know what my last cheat day looked like in Tell terms us. of food I consumption? I am very curious. <laughs> I went to the corner coffee shop that I like to go to, Qualia, in D.C., got a bagel with cream cheese. You so rebel. Two, you are two rebel, forbidden sir. fruits right there. Then I went to Bonchon, which is an editorial favorite. <laughs> Anytime we have writers in town, you and you guys all know I this. think we've talked about Bonchon in the show it's in the past. Korean <laughs> double fried chicken. It's unbelievable. <laughs> and, and so I went there with a couple friends and feasted. And then. Feasted, which is what I just said. Yeah. Literally. <laughs> and then I think I had Wendy's. And then we had a bunch of people over, and there were a bunch of Domino's pizzas that they ordered. And I'd already eaten. But when I came back from being out, like having a good time with my friends on a Saturday night, there was a bunch of pizza left, and it is it is not a defined day. You're ruining the whole week. No, no, that's what you're supposed to do, per Tim Ferriss. You're and setting you yourself wake, up you for wake success. Up, you wake up the next day, and you're like, I never want to eat poorly again. <laughs> I do want to say one thing, though. 
I'm shocked that you didn't have a Safeway pizza instead of a Domino's pizza. <laughs> that happens very often. This was a rare moment for me where I, I didn't. I think I've been doing this for four weeks now, and I think three of the four weeks I've had a Safeway pizza. Dylan loves Safeway pizza. Specifically what, frozen the frozen or from one? the deli? Frozen pizzas. Because wow. they make like nice fresh deli ones. Yeah. No, you, have to, no. you have to go frozen. <laughs> the, the three meat Safeway rising crust frozen pizza, <laughs> they sometimes they're on sale three for $10. And if you do it right, you can get two meals out of each pizza. Is or anybody... if you do it really right, you can eat all three at once. All Is anybody else picturing Dylan making these pizzas on his cheat day and like sitting there cupping his hands? Like, oh my gosh, I can't wait for this to be done. I don't even have enough oven space. I gotta. Like... He just eats one frozen. Exactly. So there you have it, listeners. Just in case you want to eat like Dylan, now you know how. I'm glad this one's not being videotaped. Dylan's motto is, this is... every piece is a personal piece. <laughs> Actually, funny that you just jump in. You jumped in, Austin, because I, uh, I I wanted to kind of like tell listeners a little bit about what it's like to actually make the podcast. And I know that you have some commentary on who screws up the ad reads all the time. Well, usually it's Dylan. Dylan usually messes <laughs> up on a regular basis, but recently, I know it's been Gabby. <laughs> and we really appreciate you, and you're a wonderful human being. Thanks for making us sound like we know what we're talking about. Um, last week, I believe I said shaving gel instead of shaving gel. I just freaked out. Didn't remember how to say the word gel. Yeah, our advertisers also appreciate you allowing us to do double takes on, on some of those mistakes because the reads wind up being much cleaner. Very surgical cuts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is surprisingly hard to read a big block of text verbatim knowing that you're being recorded. Yeah, definitely. Um, there's some other stuff that's really fun about the podcast, too. Like, I don't know that people realize we don't actually have a dress code here. Like Christine and I's direct supervisor frequently comes to work in like gym clothes with holes in it. And so now we do too. <laughs> <laughs> Lead by example, right? <laughs> But what's funny is that um, we do actually record these as video for various distribution reasons. And so because of that, whenever we film the show, we need to look, you know, okay. You know, like we, we came to a business <laughs> environment, so no holes in your t shirts, but really only from the top up. <laughs> and so for that reason, a lot of us have a very specific go to filming shirt. And so if for whatever reason you are one of these people that happens to watch our videos, like first off, please write in and tell us how you're finding these because I don't even know. Fool.com. We don't, the video, oh, the clips are on there. You're right. That's yeah. new. Fool.com. Yes. Um, so you can see us if you want to, but I mean, the vast majority of our listeners are just going to listen to us. But if you do watch us, you will probably see a lot of the same shirts week in and week out. <laughs> and nothing, nothing brings a smile to my face like getting a Slack message. Hey, can I borrow one of your shirts? Yeah. <laughs> I've done that before. <laughs> you did it. Michael did. <laughs> I think one of the funnier ways that that's manifested itself too, the, the waist up kind of idea of that is one of our distribution partners has a comment section and videos used to post there pretty regularly and someone noticed that Vince was wearing flip-flops. Yeah, yeah I guess the camera was like extra wide angle that day or something so War you could see under the table. Warren Buffett on top, Jimmy Buffett on top. <laughs> that might be one of the best jokes I've ever heard on IF. There was a period, or no, there's a season, summer, pretty much... Um, flip-flops every day for me and there's times too even when it's pretty cold outside i will bring my flip-flops in my bag so i can wear them around the office that's it's my preferred go-to footwear do you, so. do you wear them down down to kokomo is, is that what you do <laughs> and yes they were visible under the table and this this commenter just 
believe that my flip flops ruined my, all of my credibility for <laughs> analyzing stocks. The shoes and, make the man Vince. <laughs> exactly. Apparently. It's actually really funny because I have a pair of office slippers because I think the office is hellaciously cold. That might be That's a situation a where hellacious might not be the best adjective. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> when hell freezes over in the office. There you go. Okay. <laughs> Um, so, speaking of the fact that we do actually film these, and so in theory you could watch them, we uh, have yes. a, a story that we wanted to share, but I'm going to let one of the people that was there tell it. Oh, well, thanks. you were there. I was sort of there. Take it away. So, so uh, one of our writers was visiting the office, Mr. Tyler Crow, um, and we decided to grab some drinks afterwards. Uh, I don't remember what the bar was in Church DC. Key. Uh, yes, yeah. it was Church Key. Um, Gabby and I are taking sharing an Uber because I should mention that. Four of the people on the IF cast all live together, or well, all live near each other. Like shockingly close, considering they have how, <laughs> how far from the office Columbia Heights is from where HQ is, which is in Alexandria, Virginia. But yeah, we all live like less than a mile max from each other. Yeah, and, and Christine and Gabby live together. Like, that's that's true. Actually, yeah. actually less than together. like they I have bunk beds, five hundred feet. <laughs> And so we're leaving this bar. Uh, Gabby and I are sharing. I think I don't remember if it was an Uber or a Lyft, but we get into the car, and I understand that the driver sees your profile. You know, they have to accept essentially your ride request, and they see your name, just like so you can see theirs. But when we get in, he's like Vince and Gabby, and I had no idea how he knew who Gabby was, considering she was nowhere on the profile. And I asked him, I was like, how did you know both of our names? And it turns out that he actually watches the videos in addition to listening to all the podcasts from Motley Fool. And so that was our first. Oh, so he recognized you? He recognized you. Just straight up recognized That was our first start moment of stardom. Yeah. And it started getting to our heads, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I was so bummed because I, in theory, would have gone back with them. But then Tyler and I decided that we wanted to go farther south to go to a karaoke place. And so we just barely missed this experience. I think that would have blown his mind, having four people that are on <laughs> <That's> the, <much. laughs> all in the same place. It's... Can you sign my car? <laughs> you need like the contingency plan, right? It's like the president and the vice president can't travel together. <laughs> oh, That's really God. what it was. <laughs> yeah, and you think our trading restrictions are hard to follow? It's actually a good point because Dylan and I would have had to do all the shows. <laughs> it would have been a lot of double duty. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah, and I, I, as much as we love the shows, like it does take some preparation time for them. I don't know about you guys. I I don't know. It's really funny because an intern asked me the other day if he could like watch me prep for the show. And I was like, hey, Dylan, can this intern watch you prep for the show? I love how you pass that off immediately. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love Dylan's rejection of it because I, I was standing right next to them during this. And he goes, well, it's not really a spectator sport. <laughs> and I was like, I know. That's why I wanted you to do it. <laughs> You think I'm gonna like, dance for him? You think I'm gonna like, put on a show? <laughs> yeah, mm, I don't know. And it's also like just like a long time of just sitting there like researching and typing. Like there, there really isn't very much to watch. I don't know. I don't think that re- request was super well. I think I whiffed on the opportunity to be a mentor though, because what I could have done was said, "This is what we're gonna talk about. Let's mm. sit in a room and you can do some research on esports." Spoiler, actually not a spoiler, because we're recording this ahead of <laughs> when it's being released. <laughs> But this is in reference to the Friday show where we're talking about Take Two, Activision Blizzard, and some other esports oh, stuff. And he's a young person, and I'm sure he knows about that. You know what? I might reach out to him this afternoon since this is before that show airs <laughs> and see if he wants to help out. Yeah, that's a really good idea. <laughs> so Actually, you can be a mentor, i.e., just get an intern to do half your work. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. <laughs> 
Okay, so I'm just going to transition away you pick from up this. this. <laughs> you should pick up this uh, intern in your TARDIS since you're flipping through time and God, stuff. I feel like I'm like really on trial today. <laughs> so transitioning away from that, um, it's really nice to see all your beautiful shining faces, but we've actually all kind of had on occasion experiences where like having the analyst in the cloud somewhere is kind of funny. Um, so for example, I had an analyst for a while named Jay Jenkins. Jay, if you're hearing this, I miss you. Please email me. Like, I hope you're having a good life somewhere. It, he's not dead. He's just found another job, and I just haven't heard from him since. Maybe he hated me. I don't know. But um, this that, is, that man had a voice for podcasting. It's really funny because my mom. That's the first thing she said to me when she heard Jay Jenkins on the podcast. She's like, I just love his voice, Gabby. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> Jay Jenkins also had a really floppy-eared dog. And it would, on occasion, get into the room with him and just start shaking. And you could hear his ears just going everywhere. Wow. <laughs> I'm really appreciating you, watching you tell this story and watching you visibly try to not move your head that much because you want to still speak <laughs> into the mic. You really want to flop the, your the ears. The hand motions were appreciated. <laughs> yeah. And then other times you get like kids, like that BBC thing, but like not as funny. You just hear like a, a child wailing in the background somewhere, and you're like, "Oh no! Do you need to attend to that?" And they're like, "No, I'm fine." <laughs> My first time having um, the Motley Fool senior auto specialist uh, John Rose Viron, he called in. Oh man, like the lack of verbal cues, and I'd never done it with him before. It was like he would talk for. He, he had amazing info. The man knows everybody in the auto industry. Like he actually already just interviewed the new CEO of Ford, but. It would go like three, four minutes, and he would just keep going and be like, uh, 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 I can't jump in, uh, and it's there's no way to do it. But anyway, we, we had since figured it out, and uh, I can't wait to have him on again, but it was fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's nice. I think it's really nice having y'all in here. Um, I think the really clutch thing for us is that we all actually like each other. Um, which is awesome. Everyone's nodding their head in agreement with me. They're not all just like, oh no. <laughs> it's like, it's like ooh, <laughs> awkward. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, it's just it's a really great place to work. I hope that kind of gave you guys some insight into what our daily lives are like. Um, we also wanted to like talk directly to you listeners and thank you guys because we obviously couldn't do this if you didn't listen to us because the fool would not let us spend money doing this otherwise. Um, I think Dylan, you want to talk about the puzzle week a little bit? Yeah. Oh my gosh. That was, I was awesome. <laughs> I was blown away by the number of people that responded with the puzzle week. That was incredible. That was so cool. I remember it was Friday at like what time did the show go out? So the shows always go live at three thirty p.m. Um, and I, you know, I think I recorded like a forty minute, like a, this flukishly long forty minute episode with Evan New because I think we're talking about like Apple and Facebook earnings. So or you something really like that. tortured these listeners. <laughs> well, not all of them because no. some of them were thinking pretty quickly, and so within like. 10 minutes, it's probably 3.40 or so. I was about to leave. I don't know what I was doing. It was a Friday afternoon. I was like, I'm out of here. And I, I couldn't leave because the massive amounts of emails that were coming in about this this puzzle. I was like, this is so cool. I know the exact timestamps if you want to hear them. Um, the first answer uh, was in at 3.36 p.m. Oh, wow. The, <laughs> we filled the first 10 spots by 3.45 because we gave out 10 uh, things of full swag. I feel like there are going to be people listening to this that are going to be like, oh my God, why did I not think of that? <laughs> yeah, no, and and I didn't even think of it as someone that had like helped construct the contest that someone could do that. And I kind of wondered afterwards. I was like, did they go back and listen to the Friday show, or <laughs> did they, did we just incentivize people to not listen to the episode? <laughs> 
or just listen to it at like something 10x. of the future. Yeah, <laughs> um, but for the folks that did win, congratulations, the ten of you. Um, for the folks that didn't and still participated or followed along and did individual puzzles throughout the week, thank you so much. It was so cool to see the full community and all those involved um, and people that listen to the podcast really get into it. Um, if you want more on podcasts, go to the Motley Fool Podcast group on Facebook. It's a nice, lively community full of people that just like to post around, see interesting stuff that's going on in the investing world, give us ideas for shows, things like that. How yeah. many emails did we get? Emails? For the puzzle. Uh, I think we had I about, lost count. I think it was about 60, I, I want to say. it was Because I mean, my phone was exploding, and I was like, uh. <laughs> it, was, it was north of 60. Which yeah. it was, and we were getting them, I think, into days following the episode going live, which was awesome. Yeah. So. Long tail. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm so, gonna I'm gonna ask one question of listeners that I, I I've wondered for a long time and we've seen it with questions that we've gotten on episodes. I'm always wondering what the tail is on episodes that we do. Because oh, we yeah. will we will post something, um, you know, like you did that episode on business development corpse. Yep. And you got an email the other day, didn't you? Yes, I right? did. And then yeah. when, when when did you do that episode? Like a year and a half ago, maybe two years ago now. So I'm always wondering how do you first one. how do you guys come across those episodes? Like, do you find them in search and you find them on fool.com and then you like kind of listen to the audio? Or are you scrolling through the archives and then you see a topic that you're really interested in? Um, because we're like floored sometimes by the long term value of some of these podcasts and how people find them. Um, so that's something I'm always wondering. So if you want to write into industryfocus at fool.com and let us know. And if you want to write in about pretty much anything, please do. Um, something that I, I don't know if it's quite clear, but we love getting these emails, and we'll actually respond to you. I mean, yeah. the, uh, the personally, listener, yeah, personally. the listener that goes out to industryfocus at fool.com personally goes into every single one of our inboxes, so we all see it, and we will we will get you a response. Yeah, it's really funny because someone wrote in the other day, and they're like, "I was not expecting you to respond personally. I thought it would be like yeah. an intern." Or we something. get that a lot. We don't have any interns so it's just us not yet, yet. not yet <laughs> but i appreciate your sense of our egos <laughs> well, well, dylan's gonna get us an intern <laughs> yeah yeah if anyone wants to intern for us write in about that <laughs> i'll we'll have, have you respond to yourself <laughs> i did have someone write in and be like i want to intern at the motley fool and i was like great you should and they were like i have an interview next week i'm like you are on track you are on track <laughs> i hope that you get it um but yeah, uh, one of the other things that we wanted to hit was um, we actually respond to your questions, and we would love it if you either emailed us and told us what you thought about us, or maybe went onto iTunes and told us what you thought about us. Mostly, if you have nice things to say, um, yeah, if you have like subpar things to say, you can just direct email them. Yeah. <laughs> maybe maybe make it constructive. I, you know, like I'm, I'm okay with it being personal feedback, but yeah. just make it constructive. It's really funny some of the stuff on there. Like I've gotten a few feedbacks. I don't know what the plural of that is. I've gotten some feedback that my voice go. is very jarring. I've been told I sound like Seth Rogen. Don't forget that. And I don't. There's nothing really that Sean and I can do about that. Um, is that an insult? I don't know. Do you remember that? Dylan? I do. It and was. It, I was like, what? And you know, I've I've heard Seth Rogen's voice in person. I ran into him at South by Southwest no when I was way. there. Yeah, I was going I was going up the escalator like, in what's this. What's Sean O'Reilly doing here? <laughs> like, what? I thought I was the only fool. Hold on. Hey, guy. Like I can't even. I don't know why this guy said that. It was. Does he sound like Seth Rogen? No, not really. No. <laughs> but Seth Rogen has this like goofy like. I don't I don't even know how to describe it. He's like, hey, hey, like I'm, and it's like that's that's not Sean at all. <laughs> That was, uh, sorry, I don't know if you guys heard that, but that was Vince's beautiful laugh. <laughs> Sometimes you startle a laugh out of him, and it's the best. 
I've, I've been told in the past that my laugh can be heard across a room full of people <laughs> because it either booms out or it's very high pitched. And I'm okay with that. <laughs> the laughter of angels, Vince. <laughs> Yeah. Um, okay. I also have to take a moment, like very selfishly, to talk about Nebraska. Um, okay. Well, and this is not just something that you wanted. I mean, you kind of wanted to do this, but it's also in response to some comments that you got following yes. comments you made on one of the shows, yes. right? This is me responding to some listener feedback again, um, specifically to Amy and Isaac in Nebraska. I told them they, they wrote in and asked me why I always hate on Nebraska, and I responded that I don't actually hate Nebraska, and I'm really sorry that they got that impression, and I promised them I would make an on-air apology, um, and I figured this episode would be best for that. So, let me tell you some things I love about Nebraska. The people are crazy nice. Like, it freaked me out how nice they were when I first got there. I was concerned for my safety, because I was like, maybe they're serial killers, and they're all just trying to lure me in with their niceness, and they're not. They're just nice people. Also, if you're ever in Lincoln, Nebraska, you should stop by Captain Jack's Bar. It's owned by a guy named Kevin Reynolds, who's super duper nice, and it's the headquarters of American Outlaw. Um, it, American Outlaws, they're like a football, sorry, a soccer fan club, not a football fan club. European uh, football. European I'm football. I'm confused now. <laughs> um, O'Rourke's, which is was my favorite watering hole on O Street. I freaking love cookies. So if you go to the cookie company right next to Captain Jack's, incidentally, you can get drunk and have a cookie. Um, what more can you ask for? There's Nebraska. <laughs> sounds great. It's so good. No, and there's also all these like really fun, tiny festivals like Kool Aid Days because Kool Aid was invented in Nebraska. Fun fact. Oh. Uh-huh. Wow. Uh huh. Check Fest. That Nebraska has one of the largest populations of Czech people that are not in the Czech Republic. <laughs> that kind of Czech. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone with pens just going around. <laughs> oh, that's what you're like, Czech books. Like, what are the memos no on cash, all these checks? No credit. <laughs> um, but yeah, I love Body Nebraska. Checks. I think everyone should go there at some point. Um, it's a great place. It's a place without any natural lakes, but with the single, I think, the second largest aquifer in the country, which is water underneath the ground. They also have a sense of humor. The highest honor you can receive in Nebraska is Admiral of the Navy. Huh. It's pretty funny. They don't have any water. I'm Googling this. <laughs> so, in summation, I do love Nebraska. I'm sorry for any mean things that I've ever said about Nebraska. Um, yeah, I feel like a political person trying to apologize. <laughs> <laughs> your mea culpa right here. Yeah. Uh, on the note of recommendations, I think we had a listener write in one time saying that he was visiting the D.C. Nova area and wanted to know what spots we liked in D.C., Alexandria, Annandale, that's that kind of thing. Um, what are your local watering holes, or like what are the places that you like to go to, favorite spots in D.C. or Northern Virginia? Oh, are you asking us? or? I'm throwing it out there for you guys to answer. Oh. Um, okay. Oh man. Okay, I'll I'll, I'll start. Um, there's a place that's quite close to where four out of five of us live called El Chucho. Mm. It is a Mexican place. They have really fantastic tacos, and they have an all night happy hour on Mondays, which is super cheap. You can get really cheap tacos and some of their other food, and also five dollar margaritas. Look at that. On the other end of the spectrum, it's a little bit pricier, but if you're Farmers Fishers Bakers mm. on the Georgetown waterfront. That oh entire chain of restaurants is great. Yeah. I know. Because uh, what is it? Founding Farmers is the other place. Yeah, and they have uh, yeah. Farmers and Distillers now, the one in Chinatown. Yeah. I Every time I go there, I'm like, this meal's amazing. The drinks are great. Why are you looking at me? <laughs> I'm looking because I know Vince is next, and I don't think anyone loves food more than Vince. <laughs> I don't have a bar recommendation for you, but I will tell you about lots of great places to eat. Just say all the things. The place that I 
like to take people who are visiting from out of town, especially if they've never had it before. I was surprised. You know, not everyone's tried Korean barbecue. And the place that I like to go most often lets you eat as much of it as you want because it's all you can eat. And it's <laughs> called Iron Age. There's two locations. Uh, one, I believe, in Rockville. The other's in Centerville in Virginia, mm. a little further away. But for a little over $20, you can walk out of there and feel horrible about yourself. And it's so good. <laughs> Where was the place we went in Annandale? Yes. That was it? That's a, No, this is a different one. Yeah. That one is also all you can eat. I so frequent good. a lot of these places, clearly. Yes. So good. But uh, I like, Iron Age is a huge recommendation for me. And if you ever need other restaurant recommendations, just in, anywhere <laughs> in the D.C. metro area, I can definitely hook you up with it's that. It's true. We all ask Vince when we don't know where to go. And, and something listeners might not know about Vince is he is like a beat the buffet type person. (laughs) (laughs) My brother has a club called the All You Can Eat Club, and the whole purpose is for them to go and try and get every, I guess, cent out of of value from that buffet or whatever it is. And uh, it's pretty fun. Have you ever gotten kicked out? No. It's like, sir, we're closing. Diminishing returns at a certain point. That's the whole point of a buffet. (laughs) (laughs) Negative returns. I feel like I get to that point pretty easily. They've never been kicked out, but when Vince and his brother walk into the buffet, the the employees definitely like curse under their breath a little bit. Oh, these guys again. (laughs) Maybe. That's definitely possible. For DC Haunts, I will plug DC Reynolds, which is directly across the street from my house. And it is, in my opinion, the best happy hour in DC. Buy one, get one free, 5 to 9 p.m., Monday through Saturday. Oh, wow. Applies to all drinks. I, I don't know what more you could ask for. They have a great patio out back. It's definitely a little bit out of um, kind of the main going out parts of DC, but that strip on Georgia Ave is Four stars kind of on up Yelp. and coming. Very nice. It's yeah. great. Yeah. Food's not bad either. Um, I'm going to do a little bit different just because, as I guess my co hosts know, but maybe the listeners don't, I am obsessed with coffee shops. I love sitting in them and working in them for hours. I am that person that everyone hates. Um, and my favorite coffee shop is literally a block from Christine and I's house, um, which is, maybe I shouldn't have said that. Now you guys can figure out where we live. Um, <laughs> within a block. There's lots of we houses. We see like, hordes of people mind. just like meandering around 11th Street. <laughs> um, have you seen this woman? <laughs> uh, okay, well, they're like, oh, they try to track down the Uber driver that clearly brought her to her house. <laughs> and we never saw her again. Um, but no, so my favorite place near my house is the Coop. Um, Great spot. It's got really good coffee. Dylan and I will hang out there and work from home, quote unquote, sometimes whenever there is no metro going to Alexandria, which is surprisingly frequent, or (laughs) the internet is broken. I hear that might happen again soon. A safe tracking, by the way. No. On the yellow? Yeah, uh, in the summertime. So we'll see. Good. Well, hmm. Dylan and I, and Christine too. Christine and like is very committed to going into the office, so I don't, I don't know, but maybe she'll come hang I mean, out I with us too. I love the coop. I was just there last night. Well, she's all there about the full fitness life, as That's is true. Vince, and so you need to be in the office to be able to do uh, that. Yeah, we have great workouts here after work every day that I am a little bit addicted to, so I, I will make it into the office if I can by any means. There are two wellness champions in the <laughs> oh, studio right now. I, I knew hey, this. Was I am not a current champion anymore. I was a 2016 champion. Want to say what a wellness champion is? Let's let the current one do that. I'm not the current one. <laughs> yes, you are. You're, you're, you're a recent one. Well, yes, I'm a recent one. It's basically uh, someone that uh, is nominated because you know they embody, I guess, the spirit of our wellness initiatives here. I have Says been the much, man who eats at buffets. <laughs> I've been much more on top of my fitness and working out in 2017. That was a major resolution for me. And frankly, I do it 
because I feel better, but also because it allows me to eat at those all-you-can-eat places <laughs> as as you without worrying about myself because yeah. I burn off those calories, or at least I try to. I like to tease Vince a little bit because he gets bashful anytime, <laughs> anytime we bring up his wellness champion status. But his his fitness alter ego is Vinny Bags. Because <laughs> oh, I, I walked in one time on him punching the uh, the punching bag downstairs on the first floor, just, just going at it. What you doing, buddy? <laughs> it's a just, good workout. It's a good cardio workout, taking guys. Taking out some rage, coincidentally, <laughs> right after a team meeting. <laughs> um. Okay. Uh. I, not to like cut everyone short, I feel really bad. I'm like, okay, everyone stop laughing. Um, but does anyone else have anything that they want to say? I'd say give us feedback on this episode. If, if yeah. this is something you enjoyed, we'll do it every now and then, maybe like once or twice a year. I don't know. Probably yeah. more than that. Successive. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. We'll, yeah. we'll see. Yeah. You tell us. <laughs> tell us what you want. <laughs> We're desperate for validation. <laughs> uh, I'll also just reiterate a big old thanks to our listeners. You guys really, really rock. We love hearing from you. We love seeing that our audience is growing. Hopefully that's word of mouth and you guys recommending the, the podcast, the whole suite of Molly Fool podcasts to your friends and your family. We really appreciate it. Yeah, definitely. And I want to give a big thank you to Austin Morgan. Woo! The man yeah. behind the glass. <laughs> the man behind the board. The man with the headphones on staring at me uncomfortably. <laughs> um, he really does help make us shine. Um, and we definitely couldn't do this without him, mostly because none of us know how to do his job. <laughs> but also because he just brings such joy to our to our hearts. Um, also, Austin Morgan, I don't know if you guys can like imagine him in your head, but he is a tall, strong man. And he absolutely demolished Christine the other day. While they were playing this game called Knockerball, which I don't know how we got approval to do, but everyone basically gets into this giant inflatable ball and tries your, to your own knock personal each ball. Other. Yes, sorry, everyone has their own inflatable ball. You try and knock each other over. Yeah, I think we talked about this on the podcast episode that day because this happened on a Wednesday morning, and so I recorded the show, which I'll remind you gets videotaped. So I'm like all sweaty and gross, and it's and like 30 minutes after concussed. we got done. <laughs> Moderately. This was also like less than a week before I went to Canada to run a Ragnar race, which was, in retrospect, not my greatest idea. The the knocker ball, not the race. The race was great. But yeah, I, I didn't quite realize how much the size differential would result in me getting a lot of grass stains, among other injuries. So thank you, Austin, for being both a beast on the field and <laughs> in the studio <laughs> and for not letting up just because we're ladies. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so, also, I just want to take a quick moment to point out that uh, although market foolery slacked off today, we did not. So, pat yourselves on the back, guys. And maybe throw them a little shade on Twitter. Yeah, feel free to do that. <laughs> yeah. Um, as usual, people on the program may have interests in the stocks they talk about, and The Motley Fool may have recommendations for or against. So, don't buy or sell stocks based solely on what you hear. I feel like everyone's kind of twitching and wanting to say that at the same time as me. Um, contact us at industryfocus at fool.com or by tweeting us at mfindustryfocus and just tell us stuff, man. Like, we're so excited to hear from you. Thanks again to Austin for putting up with us, and everyone have a great week. 